Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. When it comes to fighting the beast, there's all kinds of methods and ways to uh, free yourself. But first and foremost, status is the most important thing. You have to know who you are. You know, just not think you know. You really have to know where, I mean, you're willing to do or die. In other words, you have to, you know, you can't cower. Cow, cow, <laughs> yeah, cower. <laughs> That's the word. Oh, we have a hand up. Greg Gorey, go ahead. Hi. Hi, beautiful. How you been? Oh, thank you. I'm fine. Actually, still working on trying to get my blood pressure down, but <laughs> I was trying to I was trying to figure out from the chat board what the uh, subject of the call tonight was going to be about. You know, because I just got done with our earlier call and I was just jumping on late. And I didn't know if I missed. I didn't know if I missed anything. No, we didn't have a guest speaker tonight, so it's all been, you know, just open discussion. Oh, okay. Um. Anyway, so I saw that there was like almost nobody with their hand up, and so I thought I'd call in and say hi and uh, thank you. Let you know that uh, we continue to try to uh, remind folks on our earlier call to jump in on your call after they're done with ours. Um, but uh, this, uh, it's, not a, it's not a promo, but um, I'm, I'm getting the, the gist of the chat board here, and, you know, there's a lot of folks that have got 100,000 different ideas of what to do, how to do, um, you know, Winston Shrout to, you know, Bernie Sanders. You know, it's like, you know, there's so many different viewpoints. And, you know, we had a, a brief moment in the conversation of our call earlier tonight where we kind of came to a realization of this. And that is the United States of America and all the states therein um, exist only by virtue of the fact that the American people actually own their land. All right? And if the American people cannot own their land, and that it is leaned up by some other unknown entity, or if it is actually controlled by um, a government body, and you're not an owner of your land, but you're a tenant on your land to some county government or something else, then it totally dissolves the underlying principle that the founders established where the people of America themselves were the constituent beings which created the state and created the federal government. So if the people don't own anything in America, there is no United States of America. There's just something else yet to be defined, and I'm not sure what, which is why we at the Gallon Goose and you over here at uh, My Private Audio and uh, 
Neil Garfield and so many other people are working so hard to try to make sure people can come back and have a rightful claim to the actual ownership of their land. Because without the land, you don't have a vote. Period. That's, yeah. Well, that's what the Constitution says. The only yeah. people that had a right to vote were landowners. Because right. they had a stake. That was their stakeholders. All these people right. like in welfare aren't stakeholders. But, you know. Right. Otherwise, otherwise you're just uh well, they shouldn't have a right to vote, right? Otherwise, you're just a third-party intervener. That's it. <laughs> and that's, and, what you know, that's what we have today in this country. Yeah, and I think that the 14th Amendment creates the opportunity for a bunch of federal third-party interveners that are not true landowners and true stakeholders in America. You know, I mean, that's just my personal opinion after a really vigorous conversation tonight. Um, what does anybody think about that? You know, raise a hand, ask me a question, challenge me on that. Tell me if I'm wrong. I don't think you're going to find anybody on this call that's going to challenge you on that. I agree. And I don't think people that don't own land should be voting and making decisions about the country because they don't have a, a genuine stake in it, you know. All they have but is a handout for whatever the government's going to give them. Does anybody? I don't believe everybody else, has the right to vote because of that. Does anybody else on the call find it humorous or ironic that Donald Trump's last name is Trump? And then if you go back to Crazy Eights or to the Game of Hearts or even um, Euchre, if you know what a Trump suit is, a Trump suit is something that you present that would ordinarily be insufficient to be able to state a claim to overtake a prior higher claim. For example, in the game of hearts, a two of hearts will beat an ace of any of the other three suits. And it's not more powerful, it's just been decided to be the Trump suit. And so I find it ironic and maybe humorous that this guy is the Trump in this whole political nonsense. Doesn't anybody else get a laugh out of that? Yeah, well, I thought about that a long time ago when I first heard his name, you know. <laughs> I've got a Trump Tower sitting in, sitting in downtown Chicago. Do you know his real uh, name isn't Trump? It's D-R-U-M-P-T or something different. But it's something sounds, more German. Yeah, it's Trump, Trump. Trumped or something. I don't know how to explain it. But. Well, it might as well be frumped. <laughs> but anyway, I find it I find it humorous. Well, yeah, maybe, you know, people sad. are so dumbed down, they don't even think about that, you know. They just assume. How many people in America know how to play hearts or play spades or play euchre or, or play gin rummy? You know, how many people even know what a damn Trump suit is? <laughs> they're, they're all busy Hopefully. banging around with their thumbs on a video game, right? Well, that's true. That's true. However, you can play video cards, too, and get a Trump card. Oh, yes, but there's, but that would be like people our age. 
Yeah. That's true. All the young ones are playing war games, video warm games. They're getting them ready for World War or whatever. Yeah. Right. So, so what, what, what have you been working on this week? Who, me? Yes. Oh, well, let's see here. I need to get someone up on my roof to snake out the vent because my plumbing is backed up in my bathroom, but not my son's. Thank God I can't do laundry. Um, let's see. I've written several letters to the beast. Yeah, I'm dealing with what else? Some California Franchise Tax Board. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, you know, same old, same old. Nothing new there. Well, well, I'll I'll tell you a little bit of the extension of the story that's ongoing, <clears throat> and I've got to keep it vague because of obvious reasons. Um, three weeks ago, we got this letter from some attorney's office pretending to be operating under the an envelope from the sheriff's department. And so I scanned all this stuff and sent it over to my lawyer, and he started looking into it. And there is no, there is no such court case. There is no such issue from the sheriff's office. There is no such anything. Um, and he's investigated this through all kinds of backdoor um, associates to try to triangulate whether or not somebody made a mistake or if there was a fraud. He actually contacted the attorney's office who is listed within the documents, and they refused to give back to him. And he knows them personally. <laughs> so... It appears that a remarkable fraud has been perpetrated perpetrated by some entity, some entity pretending to be the sheriff of Kirk County and pretending to have a real court case that the court clerk says never existed. And it wasn't like it started and they killed it. It never existed. <laughs> and on and on and on. That's so really weird. This is going to be extremely interesting, and we're keeping it very close to our vests and not making any specific information about anything on any of the parties because my attorney says he's going to have to turn everybody in. And uh, it's kind of interesting, isn't it? It's interesting, but I don't think he's going to, I mean, you know, what he says and what he does are going to be two different things. You know that, right? No, I don't know that. I actually know the opposite. I know this is true. I know it's going to happen. You see, what you got to do is hire an old, old lawyer who's ready to retire and wants a good swan song. Okay. (laughs) You say so. Yeah, because once he's done, he's done. He's, he's adopted. He's adopted my case as his swan song. Oh. So well, we'll have to kind of stay tuned uh, for the outcome. What I'm just trying to say is, be prepared to never take anything for face value, no matter how official it looks. All right, everybody out there, when you start getting stuff in the mail, 
just doubt everything. Make everybody go back and prove everything. You know, prove the veracity of it. Get somebody to testify that it's true. Presume um, or presume anything. Because one of the things that all these people, and remember, the the word attorney is uh, one who turns words, right? And they are, they're constantly turning words around on you. So try to remember that everything is just being turned around so that instead of you being able to attack, you're defending. And that they're going to rely upon you to open your mouth and speculate as to what you think the truth is as opposed to what you truly know. And once you do that, it's going to be admitted. And basically they're going to confess to things that you've got no bloody idea that you know anything about. So I'm asking everybody to quit saying anything that you don't have 100% first-hand knowledge knowing. Do you know who the creditor is on your account? No. Why would you say that you did? Do you know that that's really a note in the mortgage that you signed? No, you don't. I showed up at a meeting and I signed some papers that alleged to be some kind of agreement, but I don't know what the hell it was. There you go. Now you're speaking the truth. Don't admit to anything. Quit admitting to anything. Make everybody else prove everything. And then why would, why would anybody watch. sign something that they don't know what it was? I don't <sighs> think that's a good thing to say. I didn't know what it was, but I signed it. That sounds pretty stupid yeah. to me. Yeah, well, uh, how about somebody so stupid that they marry a woman who's already married and ended up in the accidentally going into a bigamous relationship because she said so? All right, or he said so. I don't need to be sexist about it. All right, um, <laughs> you can only know... You can only know that which you have been given full disclosure about. And if you've not been given full disclosure about everything relating to it, you can't know. Well, that's what you say then, you know. I wasn't given full disclosure, you know, right? And right. don't admit to signing anything, right, you know. I, but don't say you signed something and you didn't know what it said. That sounds stupid. <sighs> No, I'm not saying you didn't sign it and didn't know what it said. I'm saying you don't agree to having signed it. Right. But in other words, you, said, you, know, well, you didn't you know, it, whatever it was. You didn't know what it all entailed. All right. Okay. You know, do you know the difference between a signature and an autograph? Yeah. All right. Tell the group what the difference is between a signature and an autograph. Signature binds Please. you. An autograph is just like the. A gift. An autograph is just a graphic representation of, you know, something. Yeah. It's just a graphic. Your, could be your name, your stage name, or, you know, something else. It's, it's a gift. That's what I call it anyway, because it's not really, you know, it's not binding. A signature and, requires that you have total cognizance and acceptance of all five pillars of a valid contract. And if you don't have total cognizance and acceptance of all those five pillars of that valid contract, it's not a signature. It's only an autograph. Well, it depends on the intent also, doesn't it? 
Yeah, well, but if the intent was to deceive you in the first place, it can't be a signature. Okay, but the person that signed their name, their intent, if it was legitimate, was to, for whatever they were memorializing, whatever they were documenting. Yes, but right? if it wasn't delivered, yes, and if it wasn't delivered, it doesn't constitute a signature. If all parties didn't deliver all promises as contracted, then it's not a it's not a signature. Yes, it is, and that's what no, we use to hold them liable for whatever they did to you. That they oh, but you can't, okay? Because there are no signatures from them. Show me one darn contract, a credit well, card agreement. Depends on show what me, you're talking show about. Me a, kind of a show me a credit card agreement. Show me a mortgage. Show me any consumer product that's out there that's got a counter signature from the other side. Yeah, show me one. No, they don't have. There's not one. So it's not a signature, it's an autograph. That's my point. Well, I know it says that it's a line through. signature, right? It says signature on the line. So when you sign it, you know what so, you're doing. So, so what if I type underneath my underneath the line that I am the Queen of England and I sign it? Does it make me the Queen of England? No. Maybe in your own mind it does, but not in uh, everybody else's. That's but people right. don't, don't do care. that, right? I mean, you know, I if, find if my the line, If the word is signature, I, I if the word says signature, it's not a signature. It's just not a signature. It is not a legal signature. I don't care what you call it. You know, that would be like calling, you know, Oscar the Grouch, you know, Penelope pit stop. You know, I don't care. It's still off in the garage. You know, it's just a darn, it's just a darn um, line on a piece of paper that doesn't refer to anything. Okay? It must involve full intent and all five colors. Well, when you sign a check contract. and you sign your name on the check and the micro, the microphone says authorized signature, and you're signing that check and no one else is signing it, it's a signature, is it not, on a check? If you know what it means. If you know that the name in the upper left-hand corner is actually just a pseudonym for the United States of America Treasury Department, and you realize that you're you're just acting as an authorized signatory for the United States, and that it's not your account, and it's their account, you know, but... Well, you know, if you know all those things, if you know all those things, if you know all those things, they are true. If you don't know all those things, they all become rebuttable presumptions. All right? Well, tell that to all the people that sign checks every day and pay bills and whatever. I'm not interested in talking to those people. I'm not. I'm not here to save the world. I'm here to save my friends and family. And the rest of them can all go to hell. <laughs> wow. Okay. Be and nice. Fortunate, unfortunately, you're one of my friends. Unfortunately, most of the folks on your show are my friends. But, you know, for the rest of these people, you know what? The universe needs food. All the plants and animals need food. 
And even if they have to eat human beings, they're going to have to eat something. I don't really care. I'm done trying to protect the entire human race. I just want to protect, I want to help protect intelligent people who give a crap who are trying to improve themselves and move themselves beyond animal stupid thinking to higher level spiritual thinking. The rest of them can all just become food as far as I'm concerned. Well, that's very admirable of you. Well, I, I feel the same way. I want to help as many people as I can, which with whatever ways I can, you know, and uh, that's all we can do, you know. Well, I go back to the famous biblical phrase or metaphor, give a man a fish, feed him for a day, teach a man a fish, feed him for a lifetime. Sure. Right. And, and what you do and what I do and what so many other people like us are doing, trying to do, is to show people who want to learn how to fish where to come learn how to fish. The rest of them that are looking for a silver bullet that want us to go, Oh, would you please write up all this, you know, administrative stuff for me and save me from this death? Go to hell. Figure it out for yourself. It's all out there. Go read it. Go learn it. Go write it for yourself. We ain't, you know we're not here to save your ass. People used to sign documents with an X, and that was their signature. Well, I'm surprised because only women should sign with an X. Men should sign with a Y. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. We're dealing with chromosomes. I guess that's true. But, but no, I remember when I was a little girl. You know, my grandparents were Italian. They came here from Italy. And um, when I was a little girl, I remember they signed something. I don't remember what it was, but I remember they said you could sign with an X if you can't spell your name. My grandmother said, of course I could write. I could spell my name. <laughs> she felt offended. But I remember that you can sign with an X. I'll never forget that. It was, like, imprinted in my brain because I thought it was so different, mm -hmm. you know. An X? Wow. Right. So, let me, for anybody who is afraid of a contract that they have to sign, just in your worst scribble, write these two words. On that subject, on that signature line, just write the word without recourse. Yeah, and make it yeah. look and make it look like a signature, so that the other party looks at it and goes, "Oh, they signed it." And then when you actually look at it, you see it says "without recourse," and so then you haven't yeah. obliged yourself to anything. <laughs> you know, I sign. Sometimes you know when you go through. Uh, when I used to smoke, I'd go get cigarettes, and they make you sign the little credit card thingy. You know, that's when I had credit cards. <laughs> And I uh, would always sign it, you know, because my first initial is an A. I would make a great, great big A, and it would be all rights reserved. And they never looked at so it. They never knew what I did. You're very clever. You know. So you're very clever. I also did that on my mortgage papers. I did AAR, which, I mean, ARR, all rights reserved. But I don't know if the initials mean anything. I mean, they do as far as the UCC code is concerned, but... I don't know if it would, I don't know if that would help me out in any way. But anyway. Oh, by the way, Brad's typing here, it doesn't matter what you write on the line, it's a signature if the line says it is. No, it's a signature if you says it is. You know? 
even if you really want to have fun, make a big rectangular box around it and remove it from the document. Uh, Angela, did Nancy, didn't Nancy Pelosi endorse the entire Obamacare plan on sign or sign it first, then found out later? Well, yeah. They all passed it before they read it. They're stupid. They don't care. They don't give a hoot about us. All they care about is them. If they cared about us and there was equal protection under the law like we're supposed to have, you know, they would be on Obamacare, too, instead of getting to keep their special perks of medical. Right? You would have a retirement plan like you and me. They would collect Social Security, and that's it. But, you know, they're the elite. Instead of bowing to the queen, we, you know, what? What do we do instead? We People bow to the, the president. I don't know. I'm not going to bow to any of them. Hey, good news, Angela. I'm looking on the chat board, and Vital Rights has got their hand up, and so does Delaware. Oh, my goodness. Let me get them. Hi, Vital and Dave. Dave, Delaware. Dave, there you go. You've all been unmuted. So chime right in. God, an hour's already gone by, an hour and ten minutes. Yeah, you guys are going all around Robin's Barn. Oh, yeah. The key word that you're not... Analyzing is the word authorized signature. Kobe Bryant, the famous sports star or celebrity from California, won his case by saying, that is not my authorized signature. That is not my authorized signature. That is not my authorized signature. And that's In all he context? did over and over, and they could not trick him into saying anything other than that is not my authorized signature. They and did not want to discuss they did not want to discuss the alternative. If it's not your authorized signature, it must be a unauthorized signature. The definition in a law life uh, dictionary of unauthorized signature is a forgery. You cannot be held to a document bearing a forged or unauthorized signature. So they did not want to touch that case. They dropped his case rather than get into a debate about it. And when these banks print those bank checks from the Deluxe Printing Company or any other bank publisher, that line is, is exactly what you said. It's microprint. Now, the only reason they use microprint is because it's a fraud. If they were not doing something underhanded, they would not need to put it in micro. They would put it in readable print. You know, when because you get a check... authorized signature, and it's not authorized because you never got the full disclosure, therefore you never had the ability, you never had the capability to form an intent to authorize the signature. So it's an unauthorized signature. No document that government has, no government, no government, no document has any authorized signature because nobody ever gets given the full disclosure. Well, people have to realize that's not my authorized may signature. I, may I, may hey. I jump in? Oh, my God. Angela, may I, Angela, may I comment? No. Real can, quick. no. can you hear me? I'm going to mute everybody. Either I can be heard or I can't be heard. Can I not be heard? No. You can't hear me? 
Jesus. I was going to say, when you get a bank check from the bank, it's got the bank uh, manager or whoever is higher up, you know, signature on there, and it says authorized signature. You can it re, it's printed out. It's not in microprint. So why is it when we sign a check, it's on a microprinted line? Because they don't want yeah. you to know the truth, right? Angela, yes, Angela. I was going to say the same thing. I've had my own company for 25 years, and on all my business checks. It says quite clearly, authorized signature, because I know that I created a fiction that is my company, and I know that I'm the real man signing as the authorized representative for that fiction. And it says so right on the line, and I know that. Okay? But they're not letting ordinary folks know that their checks are also fictions. Hey, a slight collection there. You're not the real man. Uh, signing for that fiction. You're actually the man signing for the fictional man, the legal name, signing for the company. Well, actually, in my case, sir, my statement is correct because I've done other things. However, that's okay. I'm just curious, what was it that uh, Kobe signed that he said was not his authorized signature? Just curious. Anybody know? Dave? Whatever the accusation document that the case was based on was. No, I'm just curious. I mean... <laughs> and when you're forced to uh, sign something... That's not your authorized signature either. Oh, well, then you could write under there, under duress. But if it's on a 1040 form, they'll send it back. They won't accept it. <laughs> because you've <laughs> incapacitated the signature. They don't want it. <laughs> no, actually, Brad, if you want to have a signature, if you want to write a check, just get a bar napkin and just write an IOU and sign it, date it. And I uh, give it to somebody. That's a good check. Yeah, that'll work. Don't wait to about that. If you know, you look, when I was, look at the history of the check. If you look at the history yeah, of the check, when I was a girl, they used to have they used to have counter checks. You go to what was store, a, a, a clothing store, yeah. or a supermarket, and they'd have a stack of blank checks on the counter, and that's what it was—a counter check. And what you would do is write in your account number, put your name and information on there in your bank, and give it to the storekeeper, and they would use it and cash it, deposit it, whatever, and it worked. It didn't have to be on, you know, paper or it had to be But, but a, check a, doesn't even have to, a check does not even have to be drawn upon a specific bank account. Right. Well, I don't know anybody's going to take one of those, just an IOU unless it's but a that, that's No, but that's that's the history of the legal definition of a check. Well, yeah. All, the, all that other stuff on it is just um, extraneous. You read that stuff on that Thomas McFadden. Was it Lewis McFadden? Yeah, not Thomas. <laughs> Sorry, Thomas. Really, really, <laughs> what a check what a check comes down to is it is a trust instrument between you and another party. You're granting and their beneficiary. And when you're using a bank account, they become the trustee in the middle. But there doesn't have to be a named trustee. 
It could you could be the grantor and the trustee, and they could be the beneficiary. It doesn't require a bank account. That's not what a check is by definition. And folks just don't understand ancient, still applicable law. Right? They're just operating under statutes. And if you just understand the law of common law check writing and everything else that goes along with it, the Queen of England doesn't have a bank account number. She can write a check on any damn thing she wants to anybody. And guess what? Don't cash it. Why? Because they know she's not only the grantor of that check, she's the trustee of that check, and they know where to go to get the money. Right back to her. And everything is the same for you and me. But folks have just decided to put banks in the middle so that they can make their fees and funds and all their other nonsense that's not necessary. And no, Johansson, it's not an A for V. All right? Anyway, that's what I wanted to say. Come on, everybody else, jump in. Amy Tao, what's happening with Gus? Is he still there? Tao? Yeah, I'm here. Sorry, I was muted. I'm uh, I'm traveling. Oh. Um, so, uh, Gus? Gus is still around. Okay. I haven't talked to him much lately, but he's still around. A woman he's, was uh, on earlier, and uh, she has a situation. The, uh, she's in Rhode Island, and uh, I guess uh, CPS took her son. It's only a year old. And uh, had him for four months, and she's needing help to get their, her baby back. Well, I'll get in touch with me, or and I'll try to see what I can do and bring whoever else I can in to, to help. Well, I was trying to get Gus. Well, I'll send. She's emailing me, and I'm going to um, forward the email to Gus. I'll forward it to you also. Yeah, that's fine. Gus was... Um, the other, the other day, last week, uh, Gus was on your call for a bit there that I saw. Yeah. He's out in Minnesota now, so he's, uh, you know, I guess he's busy. I haven't seen him around much. Yeah, I haven't seen him around at all. So. Well, you're not looking in the right places. Well, people call him, email him. He doesn't respond. So, I mean, oh, Carl. Yeah, Carl. Carl. Yeah, Carl's pretty, been pretty busy. You know, this thing is weighing on on him. You know, he's trying to deal with it. Plus, he's still doing work at his place, and I guess he wasn't feeling well for a while there. And see how it goes. But Rhode Island is right on the street. I'm actually almost in Rhode Island right now. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Where are you traveling? I mean, you're going far. Yeah, I'm going I'm going to New Jersey. Oh, okay. For Passover, Easter, Wester, you know, whatever it's called. Okay. That's right. Easter's coming up. Eshtar. But anyway, uh, how did the first president get into office? Through a door. I don't know, Brad Hoss. 
How do you? How about uh, yeah? How about through the door at the Oval Office? So by the way, earlier you guys were talking about Trump. Uh, yeah. I say vote Trump. He's the only honest crook running. <laughs> I've gotten so many emails. Yeah, it, this one says honest election. It says a vote for Trump is the only common sense. <laughs> Obama is against Trump. The media is against Trump. The establishment Democrats are against Trump. The establishment Republicans are against Trump. The Pope is against Trump. The UN, the EU, China, Mexico, Soros, Black Lives Matter is against Trump. MoveOn.org is against Trump. Koch brothers, hateful, racist, violent liberals are against Trump. <laughs> Plus these bonus points. Cher says she will leave the country. Cyrus says she will leave the country. Whoopi says she will leave the country. Rosie says she will leave the country. Sharpton says he will leave the country. And if so, Toro doesn't remember to pardon her for every crime, Hillary could end up in Leavenworth. Wahoo, we happy days are here again. Yes, this craziness. Oh, I, say, I, I, I say Hillary for prison 2016 to 2024. Why? Eight years. Why? You see her? What? I said, I say Hillary for prison, 2016 oh. to 2024. Prison, that's different. I thought you said president. What? No, prison. Yeah. Well, I can't stand her. I can't stand her. I can't stand any of them. <laughs> Why bother? You got to do with us. <laughs> I heard a, I heard a recent you know with regards to the stupid political uh, thing going on right now. I was listening. I was I happened to be driving over to the grocery store and had the radio on in the car, and I think it was on CBS radio. They were talking about some recent polls, underlying polls, where it showed that. All of the people who have less than one or five percent in either the Democratic or the Republican Party, the, the lowest people on the bottom, could defeat it's not, the highest it's, people. It's not, could it's, could it's not the Democratic Party? It's the Democrat Party. Everybody makes that well, big mistake. Well, you know, what? just please don't correct me in the middle of a, a really entertaining story. Uh, <laughs> Don't mess with my wisdom. <laughs> All right. I mean, you can correct me after I'm done telling you the entertaining story. The, the, the report on the on the car radio that I listened to, uh, I think it was on CBS radio, was that they did some other polls of their own accord where they found that the lowest people on the totem pole in both parties could defeat the highest people of the Democratic or the Republican parties. Yeah, right? There's so many of them and just a few that are going for the leadership. That tells you why, well, doesn't it? it? It's it's amazing. that I mean, and I don't know if it'll ever be repeated, 
that I heard it for myself on the radio, and I was just stunned. They're basically saying all the people who are losing to Hillary and all the people that are losing to Donald could defeat Hillary or Donald. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, well, I don't think that makes sense. I don't think it makes sense either. Because Donald, Donald Trump has more delegates and more votes than all the other ones combined. I don't know if he has delegates because the the Republican Electoral College, uh, along with Mitt Romney and the rest of those assholes, are saying that if, even if he gets the most, most popular votes, they aren't going to, you know, nominate Trump. Well, the Electoral doesn't matter who I'm you sorry. vote for if they don't want you to. They want somebody else. Look, the Council on Foreign Relations is going to fail the president. Okay, they're the ones that will be permanent. Not you, not me, not any American. Well, I, I don't even care because uh, I don't vote. I don't think anybody should vote. But no, nobody should college, vote. They, nobody voted, and like how would any of these people become, you know, politicians? Nobody voted. I don't believe no, that. I guess I, I, didn't, I didn't explain it. I apologize. I really, really am sorry. I apologize. I obviously did not make the point properly stated. I'll try one more time. What they were trying to say in this little story was that any of the underlying candidates on the Republican side could defeat Hillary Clinton if they were allowed to be the candidate. You mean all of them right. together? They, they basically said they said the bottom three candidates of the Republican Party could defeat Hillary Clinton in their poll if they were allowed to be the Republican candidate. Oh. All right. Okay. Notwithstanding Donald Trump's advanced uh, stages, and simultaneously they said that Bernie could defeat all of the Republican candidates if he was to be allowed to be the nominee. So, obviously, what that says to me is that they have suppressed the superior candidates in favor of their chosen two candidates. Either that, either that or it's just uh, manipulating the story to uh, make Trump go away. Well, they're going to make him so hateful that people are going to want to vote for Hillary. That's the way I see it. But I would never. But anyway, but that's what they're doing. I mean, they're, they're. I mean, if you turn on the radio at any time during the day, talk radio, they're bashing Trump. I mean, you know, hateful stuff they're saying about the guy. I mean, I haven't been watching, so I don't know what he's doing. The more they uh, bash him, the more they bash him, the more people come out that never voted to vote for him. And uh, there's a lot of energy around people that are voting and supporting him as opposed to Hillary and uh, anybody else. But they place to vote, so it's all for show. This is all a show they're putting on for everybody. The people, Hillary's going to win it. Or whoever the, the CFR wants is going to win it. We have nothing well, to do with it, if Hillary, if Hillary gets uh, charged, uh, she's not going to win anything. But, uh, well, and that could happen. She, nobody's going to charge Hillary with anything. Well, they're, they're very dreaming. close. Andrew, they're dreaming. 
Hey, Angela. Um, He's face one. Face one. The rock star. Are you kidding? Angela. Angela. Face one, one had her hands up. But it, I unmuted her. I, okay. It's a me, a he. But anyway, I just want to make a quick comment about the voting. Is remember the states created the federal government and all those delegates that everyone's out there campaigning to get are the are the, that's where the delegates are. Delegates actually vote for the president of the. Uh, we know, we know not that. Not the people, right? Not the people. So all these folks running around. But oh, see, the popular vote is supposed to really determine who the delegates go to. These the, the legislators treat the delegates also. See, we, we there, have but I heard Romney say this already, that regardless of, of the popular uh, vote, if Trump gets all of the vote, regardless, they're not going to nominate him as the uh, the guy for the Republican Party. Yeah, but, uh, so that tells me the whole thing is rigged from the beginning. It always has been, and it always will be. And what they do on the TV and the news and the radio, whatever it is, is all for show. It's to keep people confused. It's to make people think, oh, well, maybe they do have a, a choice in things, you know? Well, it's also, it's, also to, it's also to give it the legitimacy and to get us to consent. You know, it's basically a, a trick to get it's us to be part of the system. To make you think you're part of the system, but you're not. Right. Yep. We are not. Yeah, we have absolutely no say on the on the federal That's government uh, election. That's right. And we oh, yeah. we, we, we live locally, and that's it. They don't care about us. They just care about themselves. I mean, you know, yeah. look at people here in California, Diane Feinstein, Barbara Boxer. These people live too damn long. You know, when are they going to die? <laughs> we got some new leadership in California, you know, and I, I'm not saying that anybody should go out and do something bad. You know, these people should. I mean, Jesus, you know, they get heart attacks. Don't they? Don't they? I mean, don't they get cancer and heart attacks and strokes like other people? Angela, they're not our leaders. That's the mistake we make. Well, you know, if we if we stood as men, I don't think they're we, human. We could care less what they're doing. They're living way too long. We don't live that long. They live way too long. They never die. Look at Kiss. Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, um, sorry, this is Greg. I just wanted to mention something. Um, Angela, you know our friend Dr. Fred Graves of Jurisdictionary, right? Uh-huh. Well, he was yeah, on our show. Him? He yeah. was on our show a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And he said something that was really profound. And that was that he had given up on the electoral process in terms of the American people being able to defend their rights and figured that what we all needed to do was to go protect our rights and our property in court, that that was the only place left that we had a snowball's chance in hell of actually clawing our way back into a position to be able to do anything. I totally agree with that. I don't agree with that. I, I agree. totally agree because uh, what I think Greg might be missing is how that court that were begging for remedy, how it was created. I don't well, beg anybody about, he, for anything. I am not going to go into a court and grovel or try yeah, to I do anything. Talking, I don't think he's talking about statutory courts. I think he's talking about reestablishing our courts 
and getting, right? you know, no, that's what's a lawyer. Say. He wants the status quo courts because that's what practi that law, he practices that, you know, that's his law. He's not talking about courts. <coughs> that the one Ladies, hold on, hold on, but challenging things at federal court on a constitutional challenge. Good luck. All right. That, well, but you know what? You're going to need some horsepower, and you're going to need some really good thinkers, and you're going to have to be prepared for lots of appeals. Of money. Yeah, well, see, that's bullshit. See, that whole thing is bullshit. That's what lawyers it do. Is. You get a lawyer, you give him your life savings, he loses, and then he goes, we'll get him on appeal. But now you got no more money. So you what now? What do you uh, well, you, But you know Dr. Fred is trying to teach ordinary folks to do this stuff pro se. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's how he makes his living, selling us jurisdictionary. And if, we, if, you, if you doubt it, if you doubt that, you're doubting yourself. I don't doubt that. Hey, hey Greg, also about the constitutional challenge. In the Constitution, there's nothing to do with the people except for the fact that certain people did. What what folks are missing is they're going after a Bill of Rights challenge, which does not exist. And that's kind of what uh, you know, Bob Schultz saying was about our own courts. And uh, our own courts do exist. They're right in front of you. Uh, you know, Bob Schultz ch challenged the court with that. He, he challenged that uh, he had the right to uh, a redress of grievances according to the Constitution. And you know what the court said? Yeah, you do. You have a right for a redress of grievances. But... Nobody has to answer to it. <laughs> yeah, because it doesn't apply to to anyone. Not not well, us. What, what is that? You know, that's not like. Uh, yeah. You have to have the proper standing first. <laughs> yeah. You cannot do it as a U.S. citizen. Uh, you have you to go. do it as a state. You have to do it as a state citizen. You can't do it as a resident. No, you got to do it as a man. You can't do it as a yeah, resident. You can't do it as a voter. It you can't do it as a U.S. citizen. None of those fictions. You got to do it as a man. Okay, well, you can do it as a man, and a man is a state citizen, and you got you got your your U.S. citizenship by virtue of being a man, owning land. Like I said earlier, owning land. If you don't own any land, don't bother to get a redress of grievances because you have to have land. You have to own land. No, you're wrong. I mean, you should. That should be right. It should be the way it is. You shouldn't be able to vote unless you're a landowner. I agree, but that's not what's happening in the courts because Bob Schultz owns a lot of property there in New York, and it didn't make any difference. Because he didn't own any property. No, he didn't own property. He only owned two-thirds of the property. He only owned the license to possess it and the license to enjoy it. He did not own the underlying ownership to dispose of it. All right, but if no court is going to give you the right to own anything, you don't have to wait for a court to do it. <laughs> okay, but if you by were, the way, so, by the way, let's Angela, say you were, uh, you know, let's say you were a property owner from, you know, 
from the 1800s, and you, your land's been in your family for a million years. You've got the land patent. You have all this shit that makes it your land, and they can't do anything. Right. But you go into court, they're still going to treat you the same way. Only if, right you come, only, only if you come in under the wrong standing. If you come in under the proper standing, they will have to hear you. You know what? The only standing and status there is is man and woman and fiction. Right. Thank you. And you either go in as a fiction or you go in as a man or a woman. Everyone's going in. If you go, if you go in as a fiction, they're going to require you to have a lawyer. You don't well, go not, in as that. not necessarily. Well, you can you be know, your own you lawyer. You know, one of these days, one of these okay, days, I will. One of these days, I will put together. I will put together a PowerPoint flowchart to explain this to everybody, because trying to do this in the middle of a phone call conversation doesn't work. I'll kind try to make a picture a with a thousand words and explain it to everybody. Here's a kind of on his website. He's got the flurry of motions and whatever, and there's all kinds of uh, flow charts on Graves' website. That's He's not what I'm talking about. Uh, what are you talking about? No, I'm talking about, you know, Angela, we are, we are sitting, you and I are like in the middle of digging up all the great information that everybody has. We also know that just like when you're harvesting a crop, that there is wheat and there is chaff. There is stocks and there is corn, all right? And there's a whole lot of stuff we have to throw out, okay? But there are valuable things within all of those discoveries that are valuable. And it's our job to go through it and figure out what to throw away and what to keep. And we should not dispose of anybody's contribution open-handedly like that. We need to examine it and pick out the cherries and throw out the pips. All right? I think you guys are saying the same thing, just uh, saying it differently, but I think that you're both saying almost the same thing. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.